Welcome to the Rennie Podcast, a podcast about the real estate market and the people connected by it. We seek to empower our listeners to make informed decisions while providing context for the real estate world around them. We hope that with every episode, you become a little more knowledgeable and a lot more curious. Hello, everyone. Today, we're discussing the latest residential real estate data across the Vancouver region for August 2022. We'll focus on the following two insights. The first insight being the current adjustment in our housing market is being driven more by changes in consumer confidence and expectations than by underlying economic factors. The second insight is after a fifth rate increase to date in 2022, the Bank of Canada isn't done yet. My name is Justine Liu, a managing broker at Rennie, and today, as always, we're joined by Ryan Berlin, Rennie's Director of Intelligence, and Ryan Wise, Rennie's Senior Analyst with our Intel team. I'm also excited to welcome Danny Chow, a 25-year Rennie Advisor veteran, back for his second podcast visit. Danny has achieved Medallion Club status for 16 years and a President's Club member for the past eight years. We have a lot to talk about today, so welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Thanks, Justine. Hey, Danny. Thank you. Hi. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank Never you. ceases to be funny. No. <laughs> so this is our last podcast record in our current building. I'm a little bit sad, but super excited to be moving to our new location. Yeah. I mean, this is the only place that we've... For this- some of us, this is the only one. This is the only renting office we've worked in. I know for others, it's been a few more, though. Yeah. Danny, how many have you... How many offices have you seen transition? <laughs> uh, it's exciting. It's uh, the new office is going to be the sixth build, uh, sixth office for me uh starting from back in i think it's 1990 1995 at the west georgia office so it's going to be exciting moving down to uh uh granville island for a new office looking forward to it Mm -hmm. super exciting so with that being said let's dive right into our first insight Insight number one, the current adjustment in our housing market is being driven by more changes in consumer confidence and expectations than by underlying economic factors. So Ryan Berlin, I think it's safe to say that rising interest rates are having a direct impact on the market right now. Can you elaborate on why you think it's more about consumer expectations than economics? Yeah, I know. It sounds like a bit of um, a um, uh, outside the box perspective um, to not just say that the market is being in its entirety, influenced by high and rising interest rates, right? It's all we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think if we just step back for a second and we look at our current market, we've just come through a very slow summer. We we knew it was going to be slow. We talked about it on this podcast um, months ago. Um, the summer is generally slower for sales activity. We typically have listings build up a little bit over the summer. People are doing other things, but particularly this year, where it's like the first summer in three years where people are actually free and, <laughs> and everybody seems like they're traveling. It's like, revenge traveling. It, it is. Yeah, we talked about this in the it past. Is. Didn't Justine and Danny, you both just got back from Hawaii? We did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think everybody in this room has gone away during the summer. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And just like real estate wasn't uh, you know the only thing on, on people's minds, whether it's you know as a buyer or a seller. So sales counts in August were relatively low across the Vancouver region. So looking at like the Fraser Valley and greater Vancouver board areas, we had fewer than 3000 sales in August, which is relatively low. It was, very, it was quite similar to what we saw in July, 
but for this time of year, it was 45% down from last August, which was a pretty robust August, to be fair, as we sort of bounced back from COVID. And then, but I think more importantly, more tellingly, is 31% below the past decade average for an August. So the sales side of the market is slow. And I think that's where interest rates are really having their biggest impact. Like, in a very direct way, rising interest rates, especially as they've changed over the recent past so quickly and by relatively speaking so much, um, they are having a very direct impact on a few different uh, groups that participate in the housing market. First time home buyers, mm -hmm. for sure. People who are renewing their mortgages, uh, renewing almost across the board at higher rates. Um, and people on variable rate mortgages, which I know, Ryan Wise, you're going to talk about in a little mm -hmm. bit more detail right now. So it is having a specific impact on those groups, but interest rates more broadly, I think, are impacting the psyche, the collective psyche of people in the market. Everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting for the Bank of Canada to finally say we're not increasing rates at our mm -hmm. current meeting, or we've decided to start to bring them down into a, a more um, typical range. But of course, then we're, you know, we have to step back and look at what's happening with inflation, which has been just through the roof. And I mean, we did have some new inflation data today. Mm -hmm. It came in at, uh, for Canada, 7% uh, as an annual inflation rate for August, which is very high, but yeah. a lot better than the last couple of months. So that's some, that's some good news, but it's not enough to sort of, um, you know, stop the Bank of Canada at this point from raising rates further. But I think the reason that we know interest rates are not having a impacting the market directly across the board is that we're not seeing a supply response. So we're not seeing inventory really expand a whole lot beyond what seasonal norms are. If interest rates were impacting the market vis-a-vis -vis affordability and, and current homeowners couldn't afford to, to pay their mortgage, then we would see on mass more listings, right? As people try to get out from under those mortgages. And surely people who are selling now for the most part um, would have made a bunch of money from when they purchased. So maybe they're selling for a little less than they wanted, but they're still they're still better off. They're, they're relatively happy to list if they can't afford to be in their home. Um, but we're not seeing that. Like inventory is, is quite, it's about 20% below the typical, what's typical for this time of year. Um, and I think that is just because we have such a strong economy. Our labor market is very strong, sub 5% unemployment rate. So people are working, earning an income and they can afford their mortgage. So I think, you know, we might see supply swell at some point if, Further interest rate increases, you know, um, erode confidence, and and we see more people out of work. We see that unemployment rate rise. Yeah, we might see more inventory, but we're not there yet. So that's why I say like the interest rate matters. Interest rates matter right now, but they're having a fairly limited direct impact on the market. I think. Hmm. So we've been through a few market cycles in the past ten to fifteen years. Are there any similarities we're experiencing right now compared to the last couple of slowdowns? Yeah, I mean, the last two um, periods of price declines in this market, we're going through one right now. So benchmark prices in the Vancouver, in the greater Vancouver real estate board area are down between 5 and 7%, depending on home type. In the Valley, they're down what, right? A little bit more than that, closer to, you know, 10 to 13%. So they are down, uh, but we're not fully through this cycle. So you sort of go, well, where... Like, where is this going, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how low can we go here? Um, so we had two previous price downturns in 2008 and 2017-18. So in 2008, it was the Great Recession, right? And that was a widespread economic crisis. So we saw uh, an unemployment rate that regionally went over 
So people were out of jobs, loss of income, listings rose above what was typical for a given time of year throughout the year. Um, and we saw prices fall by uh, somewhere in the range of 13 to 14%. And the downturn lasted about a year, a year and a half before mm -hmm. prices came back. That was an economic driven downturn. In 1718, the unemployment rate in this region uh, was at about 5%, which is very low. Like that's a, that, that's indicative of a strong economy. Um, inventory was about typical for that time of year. Um, but what we had is um, it was, it was in this period following um, a run-up in prices driven by um, <laughs> a fear of missing out to some extent. Prices mm -hmm. rose really quickly. Um, and then we had the government intervene. Mm -hmm. So they implemented foreign buyers taxes, empty homes taxes, speculation and vacancy taxes. They changed the PP, the property transfer tax schedule and the homeowner grant threshold. All, all these interventions sort of led people to step back and pause a little bit, I think. And so that was like more of a, a sentiment or confidence issue in 1718. I think that this period resembles that 1718 period more than it does 08 to this point. So um, I think where we're at now could be exacerbated by a downturn in the economy, but at this point we're not seeing it. And, and what we really need to watch is that unemployment rate because that relationship between unemployment and total inventory is very strong. So mm -hmm. to the extent that the unemployment rate starts to move up, you can expect that supply, housing supply or, or, or resale inventory is gonna grow. And I think that is something that would uh, twig me to the idea that this downturn that we're currently experiencing might last for a couple of years. You know, if, we, if we did see the unemployment rate start to move up and inventory expand, it, it might hint that we are in for a longer period of price adjustment. But at this point, we're just not seeing that yeah. in the data, right? Like the labor market in some ways, like is not really the story for most people. Like, again, we're, we're talking about interest rates, even if they're not impacting every corner of the market. You know, how are your clients, buyers, sellers mm -hmm. responding to this climate and what kind of advice are you giving them? Yeah, I think over the, the last, I guess, since the beginning of the year, I've been, I've been telling a lot of my clients, like looking forward, April 1st was kind of going to be the the big date that was going to change a lot of things because that's when the government kind of opened up the travel regulations. And I felt that as of April 1st, a lot of people were starting to go away. And from that point onward, even with the numbers that you've been talking about, Ryan, it, it kind of shows that. But I think generally um, in normal markets, so to say, pre-COVID, if we're looking at the months of June, July, and August, those are typically the slower months. And if you look back to kind of a year or two before COVID, I don't think the, the sales that were happening in line there were too far off of where we were this summer. Um, but yeah, you're right. It just, I think a lot of people's mindsets were on that travel as of April 1st. Um, the other thing is, I think uh, kind of the month of July, the month of August, um, for a personal standpoint, it, it was still relatively busy with buyers and sellers out there. Um, but typically, I think the, the last two weeks of August and first two weeks of September are generally slower because people are just wrapping things up and getting back this way and things and going back to quote unquote normal life when children going back to school. And and this is just my personal opinion. It's just I think that it's almost like now Labor Day is the new <laughs> new year where people set their um, goals and 
going to going back to work out and their the resolution it's almost like instead of waiting till january 1st is having their new year's resolutions i think just with covid everybody resets their that everything starting on labor day it's just what i feel and over the last couple days or so this past week and it seems like the the buyers and sellers are, are getting back to the market um just even as i was just benching to you guys today like we got a client that's potentially uh, going into a multiple offer situation at, and on a property and there's nine potential offers coming in which tells me that you know what if there's nine buyers that are, are potentially fighting for this home one person gets it there's eight other people that are still out in the market mm -hmm. so obviously there is still people looking out there mm -hmm. but yeah not as many people um i think in terms of real estate in my opinion is is always meant to be a two-way street like for doing this for the last 25 years real estate is always meant to negotiate back and forth is never meant to be kind of a, a one-sided one-sided for a buyer and one-sided for the seller and i think over the last couple of years it's just that the buyers have or sorry the sellers have yes had had it pretty good for the last year year and a half of wanting this wanting that and their demands and they were getting them but it's it's changing and i think the buyers are, are starting to see that and i always say to my buyers is there's there's no good times and there's no bad times to buy. You just have to find the right time that works for you. So I think there's there's still activity out there, and it, it seems like there's 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 people uh, looking in the last last couple of weeks or so. It's, it's starting to pick up a bit. So, um, so one thing I think we're seeing this year, which is similar to that 2017 2018 downturn, is the difference between how the detached market has behaved versus the condo and townhome, the multifamily product where. We're still seeing overall that sort of seller's market conditions in condos, but detached have been sort of oscillating between balanced and buyer's markets. There's a little bit more opportunity in the detached home segment now after a big run-up and sort of a, a larger pullback in prices. I don't know, are you seeing some of your, your clients potentially having some good buying opportunities in the detached space? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, actually, it's, I got a client that's been looking on and off for the last call it about year, year and a half. And we kind of took a pause uh, about, let's call it six, nine months ago. And beginning of this year, we started looking again and then we took a pause and early, early July, they decide that they think it's the right time to buy. And it goes back to, they thought this is the right time to, to buy for them because mm -hmm. they wanted a, a particular school catchment. Um, they had a interest rate that was hold, held for uh, 60 to 90 days. So they had to act on it. So, and there's opportunities out there. And we, we were looking at several homes and one of the homes that, that we were looking at, probably I would say, let's call it about a year ago, where probably closer to, to the 4 million range. And my clients uh, looked at the home and was uh, we submitted an offer on it and we got it for, in my opinion, a really good price. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely opportunities out there where I, I always say to my clients, like, if, 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 you, if you don't shoot, you can't score. So <laughs> if, 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 you, if you try, you just never know. So I like that saying, if you don't shoot, then you don't score. So this leads us into our second insight. After a fifth rate increase to date in 2022, the Bank of Canada isn't done yet. So the stats show that Bank of Canada raised the overnight rate of another 75 basis points in September. So Ryan Wise, this is the big question right now. How many more rate increases can we expect to see and by how much? Yeah, that is the big question, isn't it? Um, and I think it's worth taking stock of sort of where we are today uh, and, and what's going on. Um, 
So the overnight rate is now up to 3.25%. So that's the highest it's been since April of 2008. Um, and, you know, it's come up from 0.25% at the start of the year to 3.25%, mm-hmm. which is, you know, to Ryan's point earlier, that's really, really fast. Um, so bank prime is now 5.45%. Uh, we're operating in an interest rate environment that many people have never seen before yeah. in their adult lives. So. Um, but we got some good inflation news today, as Ryan mentioned. Um, <clears throat> so August inflation was only, quote, 7%. <laughs> um, that's the headline number year over year. But the other good news is that the core measures of inflation, which is something the Bank of Canada watches very closely, was down month to month for the first time in a long time after even being up um, in July. So that's a, a very positive thing that the bank is watching very closely. Um, and the other thing we should point out, the next Bank of Canada announcement will be on October 26th, and they have the luxury of another month's worth of inflation data, as well as employment data, as, as Ryan mm-hmm. was pointing out. We need to watch that labor market pretty closely as well. Um, so when they make their determination, they'll have hopefully another month's worth of good news, um, uh, and and we'll see. But they're still using very strong and very direct language. So they said in their sort of forward guidance section of their last press release, um, what they'll do. And they said they judge that the policy interest rate will need to rise further. They're still saying that, they're not hedging. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only thing they're assessing is how much higher rates need to go to return inflation to target. And that target, of course, is 2%. Um, So how much? No one knows. The bank doesn't know yet because they're following the data just like we are, and they'll make their determination once they have more data. Um, but we know that they will increase it more before the end of the year, either on October 26th or in the first week of December. Um, but we can expect that they will raise it again. The other thing they're very concerned about right now, which we should comment on, is inflation expectations. Um, so the latest Bank of Canada Business Outlook survey, 78% of Canadian firms said that they believe inflation will be above 3% for the next two years. Um, inflation expectations matter. They're sort of like this self-fulfilling prophecy where if everyone expects inflation, then everyone asks for a raise, everyone raises prices, and then everyone gets inflation. Um, so that's something that they're watching. They don't want to see sort of inflation expectations becoming entrenched. So that's something they're they're keeping their eye on. So at the end of the day, I guess, you know, we don't know how much, but we know there's more on the horizon. Um, we know that the bank is watching the data, as are we. So, Daddy, how is this affecting your potential buyers who may know that there's more rate hikes happening? Uh, well, well, what I talked about before, right? It's just that some of the people that are kind of got the pre-approved mortgages that are held for the next 60 and 90 days, it seems like those are the people that are actively in the market, right? So that's what they want to get into uh, because... If they if this old rate that they don't get expires, mm-hmm. then it's going to be a big difference in their mortgage payment, and obviously affordability what they can afford. So, so your clients right now are mainly people who have a rate hold. Then, how uh, about those that are, don't have a rate hold? Are they still actively looking? Um, most of the buyers that I have right now are usually the ones on a rate hold, or anybody that's looking to potentially port their mortgage over. Mm-hmm. Um, those people are buying, but. It's mostly the people that I've been telling to is like the buying and selling in the same market. So yeah. if that those are the people that are mostly the investors are kind of on the sidelines, but the people that are are buying is is the the people that are if you're buying if you're buying now, then yes, you pay X number of dollars. 
if the market goes up, the place you go you bought goes up and the place you sold would have gone up. But if it goes down, they both would have gone down too, right? So you, as long as you're buying and selling in the same market, it's all relative to some of my clients, right? So that's what they're looking at. So that is what's going on on the buy side of the market for your clients, Danny. But we know that unless you're renewing your mortgage in the near future, this shouldn't really affect you with all the, the rate increases. But we also know that there are a number of people who have taken advantage of the last couple of years who have had historically low variable rates um, who are also being affected right now. Yeah, exactly. So interestingly, the variable rate mortgages are on the rise. A lot more people have taken them the last few years. Um, so pre-pandemic, um, total outstanding mortgage dollars, residential mortgage dollars in Canada, it was about 18% was in variable. Uh, the other 82% was in fixed. Uh, and that's almost doubled to today, about 33% of all outstanding mortgage dollars today are in variable. So a pretty big increase still. Mm-hmm. A minority of borrowers choosing variable, but it's it's definitely been on the rise. Um, so for those people, I put together a little example because uh, I like to do that um, of what happens if you bought a property last year at the ultra low rate on July first, and you've seen five increases this year. What what's that mean for you? Where are you at? So let's assume you had a million dollar mortgage. You bought on July first. You got prime minus zero point two percent. Um, so your rate at the time would have been 2.25%, about $4,300 payment for month. Um, so at the time, almost 2,500 of that payment would go to principal, about just under 1,900 would go to interest. And you make your payments along the way, you get a few rate changes early in the year that weren't too big. Uh, but then we had that big 100 basis point increase the summer. So then uh, at September 1st, you've probably paid off about $28,000 in principal. Your rate is now 4.5%. It's doubled. So that $4,300 payment, you're now looking at only 700 and change going to principal and $3,600 going to interest. Again, that interest cost has doubled. Mm -hmm. Now we had another interest rate hike. So then your next payment on October 1st, basically $100 goes to principal and all the rest would go to interest. And you're at about 972,000 still. Yeah. And then October 26th is the next uh, Bank of Canada announcement. So in this particular one example, and the math is different for everyone, a 25 basis point increase, so basically the smallest possible increase, this particular mortgage holder would hit their trigger rate. So again, we talked about trigger rates last month, um, but just to remind people what it is, that's where your payment doesn't even cover the interest cost on your mortgage. And so you have to up your payments or or sell your property. Um, So for a lot of people, that trigger rate could be in play. Uh, if they bought last summer, they haven't paid down their principal all that much and they've seen all these these hikes. Um, we should remind everyone that they were probably stress tested to a much higher rate than where they started. So they can probably afford uh, to increase their payments and hopefully their income's gone up in the last year and a half, two years. But this is something that uh, some number of the variable rate holders will face uh, potentially sooner rather than later. And another strategy, which is not necessarily the ideal way to go in the short term, but um, if need be, one can refinance and extend that amortization period, right? And lower those payments, spread them out over a longer period of time to make it more affordable. Mm -hmm. So just to recap what we're saying here, in this particular example, with payments of just over $4,300, at first your principal is about $2,500 out of your payment. And today that would be about $100 out of your payment. Interest 
you started at 18, just under $1,900 per month interest. And today it's over $4,200 per month. That's the change that some people would be facing today. Okay. So if you are on a variable rate mortgage, what is something that people can do to high combat, try to combat this or, you know, get ahead of it? Yeah. So, I mean, one option is if you can afford to increase your payments, don't wait until you hit your trigger rate, increase your payments by, a, you know, an amount that you can, you can handle and do it today so that you're paying down your principal a little bit more and you can get ahead of it a little bit. That's obviously one option. You can always lock into fixed. So you can switch from variable to fixed today. That's not particularly attractive as fixed rates mm -hmm. are a lot higher too, but at least you can sort of get away from any potential future increases as well. I mean, Danny, what kind of advice are you giving your clients who are potentially in this situation? Uh, well, I've been telling the clients basically to, if like going back to what Ryan says, is if you've got a variable is to go with a fixed mortgage. At least it gives you some stability. And without these, I think the, the biggest thing with a lot of clients these days is there's just no stability. When the government keeps on saying that potentially there's another rate increase coming, another rate increase coming, it just people can't can't act because they don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I think if you give yourself uh, a fixed mortgage, at least you can plan, you know what it's going to be like mm -hmm. for the next three to five years, and then you can move forward in terms of what you want to do. And I think that's that's the most important thing in terms of in any market is just people want to have stability and understand how it affects them. If if you if you if you just wait for the next increase and all of a sudden they go up a hundred basis points instead of fifty basis points, now it's just changed everything, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what's advice to, to give the clients is, is go with a fixed mortgage. And and, and and if you're looking for for properties, that's that's the way to go, it seems like. And the other thing people have options about is there's different terms of fixed rate mortgages with rates being high right now. You don't have to look at just the five year fixed. You can have a other term lengths you can choose from. 100%. 100%. So it seems like, Danny, that majority of your clients right now are end users, right? What are the opportunities or what are your investor clients thinking right now in terms of the prices being a little bit more attractive, but the interest rates going up? From an investor standpoint, I think the investors are still out there looking and they're not as active as so to say the end users they're just looking for opportunities and looking for opportunities they they kind of leave it to the experts to find those opportunities for them so in, in any market i find if it's slow market fast market you're always going to find opportunities somebody's got to sell for some various reasons and us as the the advisors out there are are hired to to look for find those opportunities for them. So they're they're still out there. They're just not as active, so to say. They're just on the sidelines and, and waiting for you to to approach them with those opportunities. You know, in a market like this, in order for you to find deals or to know what's really actively going on in the market, is to find a real estate professional to assist you. So thank you so much, Danny, for your insight today. And this wraps up this episode of this Rennie podcast. On today's podcast, we covered two main insights. The current adjustment in the housing market is being driven more by changes in the consumer confidence and expectations than, by, than underlying economic factors. And the second insight was after a fifth rate increase to date in 2022, the Bank of Canada isn't done yet. So before we leave, um, and before I let you go, Danny, any final advice or final thoughts for any potential home buyers or home sellers out there right now? I think there's always opportunities out there. There's there's 
like I said before, it's just, there's no good times, no, no bad times to buy real estate. You just have to find the right opportunities that, that work for you. Um, the other thing you have to look at is, I think what we talked about, um, and I might trademark this is if you don't shoot, you, you can't score. <laughs> so, Yes, I think that is the, the slogan for today's podcast. And if somebody is listening and wants to get to, uh, to know you a little bit more and get to contact you, where can they best reach you? You can always reach me at 604-765-2469, or you can always send me an email at dchow at rennie.com. Excellent. And for more information, you can also find Danny on the Rennie website at uh, rennie.com slash Danny Chow. So this wraps up this episode of the Rennie podcast. To dig deeper into the data, be sure to check out our latest Rennie review and other intelligence information on rennie.com slash intelligence. Be the first to receive this information straight to your inbox. Register for intelligence updates. Thank you so much, Danny. Appreciate your time again and welcome back to the podcast for the second time so hopefully we'll see you at the new office thank you for having me thanks danny awesome thanks danny thanks guys, thanks, guys. justine ryan the rennie podcast is a rennie production and is recorded on the unceded territories of the musqueam squamish and Tsleil-Waututh nations thank you for joining us if you'd like to learn more all resources mentioned in the episode can be found on rennie.com mm-hmm.